it's been a little bit of time before we've recorded together. Uh, not that much time has passed since uh, you got episode 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to some technical issues, that was up like a month late because yeah. Yeah. Uh, our audio files got a little borked uh, for that whole process. And then I needed the Zoom audio that we had as a backup. But Nate was in Germany. Uh, and so it was not possible to get said files. But yeah. we're back now. We're back now. For episode 51. Yeah, the new uh, milestone. Every episode yeah. from here on out is just pure it's, it's grit. Just, it's icing on the cake. And wi- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so I figure for this episode, we can kind of just talk about uh, our trips. I mean, we mentioned we had that one break that we took where I was in Scotland with the Junietta College Concert Choir, and then you were just in Germany, France, and Switzerland uh, with the Junietta College Concert Choir. So I figure we can talk a little bit about those trips uh, and maybe get into different things that we took away as inspirations uh, for the future, maybe. Mm. Mm. Um, But first off, I mean, we haven't really talked about your time abroad, so how how was it? You know, it it was fantastic. I mean... Obviously, uh, I'm very grateful, for, you know, to have the connections that we have and to have the friends and mentors that we have to be able to do these kind of trips and to be invited back. Honestly, is um, it was just you know pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. So a little more context: uh, um, Jacob and I both were invited back to sing with the college choir. Um, I think Jacob's got the skill to sing. Uh, that's why he got invited back. I think they just needed another tenor and that a man with a high voice, uh, ready to sing loud. Uh, and so I think that's, that's why they may have, uh, said, Hey, Nate, come along. But, uh, nah. honestly, uh, I was really excited because, um, about three and a half years ago, uh, or just, yeah, about three and a half years ago, Jacob and I, and, and our, college class um in, for concert choir we were in the the same location a lot of the same cities uh meeting yeah. a lot of the same people and i was very excited to uh sh- in the winter time uh, in the winter time that's right so it was about three feet of <laughs> snow on the ground i think we talked about this briefly um but we kind of went back to the same locations for the most part and we met up with those the people the the host families the people who came to just about every one of our concerts three years ago, those same folks came to every one of our concerts, um, um, uh, you know, this, this past uh, month and wow. I mean, it was fantastic. People knew names and faces and (laughs) it's like, yeah, you get to meet really awesome people and do great things. Uh, and if you have the opportunity, take it. So as soon as, uh, as soon as I was asked, uh, or honestly, we were singing in, um, choral society, and then, yeah. you know, uh, Russ brought it up and I was like, whoa, I got to double check to see if that's possible. But man, that would be so cool. Uh, so yeah. a lot of interesting things happened. I'm sure as, as uh, when you talk about Scotland, a lot of interesting things happened. But I think our goal today is to really dive into those experiences and, and not necessarily just going abroad, but any sort of unique experience that you say yes to uh, that'll take you out of your comfort zone that you can then extract 
creative energy or I don't know, something or whatever you want to call it from it and to see where you can go from there, whether you're talking about it, whether you're creating content about it, whether you're just using uh, whatever experience you had as inspiration for a project or something like that. So, you know, I think there's a lot to take away from sort of our, I guess we could call it in quotes, lived experiences. And as diverse as those lived experiences are, we'll see how it reflects or um, impacts the creative work that we do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so <laughs> I, I was just thinking back on the different. I wonder how you thought the difference was between the two trips, because really <laughs> my main memory uh, of yeah. winter Germany is us. It was like 10 of us staying yeah. in this guest house uh, that was all the way down this hill uh, and well, a bit up, up the hill down down the hill one way, up the hill the other way. Yeah. Yeah. From from our bus stop when we all got back on the coach. Yeah. Uh, and so it was always fun in the evenings to just slide back down yep. Yep. <laughs> to the guest yep. house. But not so fun at 6 or 7 a.m. when we have to trudge back up. Yep. yep. Uh, so well, you weren't staying in the same place, right? N- no, we weren't staying in the same place. In fact, we were staying... Uh, in the town of of Elmar, our coach driver. Oh, so yeah. we stayed in his hometown in a hostel. Um, that area in the Black Forest is well known for hiking and really outdoor recreation. And so it's um, a neat little town that is used to, you know, tourists and, and folks coming in to experience the Black Forest. So it was, it was pretty perfect for us. That was sort of like our home base. And then from that yeah. location... We would go out to to different countries and different cities and and different venues for the concerts. Yeah, it is a little unique. And uh, I mean, it's similar on my end for Scotland, where we uh, weren't in a hostel. We were still moving around from place to place. So we spent maybe like two nights in a hotel, then moved Uh to a different hotel and things like that. Uh, But it is different from the traditional tours that we would take where we were you know staying with families uh yeah things like that which i guess you didn't experience too much of because when you joined choir that was in germany we were in that guest house uh right then in morocco we were basically in hotels yeah yeah, for the most part uh i mean i think there was one or two homestays uh yeah but then previously at at etown when i was a student there we when we toured um we did primarily homestays as well. So, uh, I completely, mm. uh, I mean, I loved that because you would meet wonderful people. You would be immersed in their lives. You know, they would, they would make you a dinner, a traditional dinner or a breakfast, or just have s- traditional snacks and drinks of, uh, and, and they would be delighted to share with you. Um, obviously, you know, with, with COVID and stuff, that's, probably good that we didn't do it that way but definitely people miss out on opportunities to establish connections and really lifelong connections honestly yeah i mean that's that's one thing that uh really stuck with me especially in uh oh no brownie's sad that he's stuck with me right now (laughs) uh but uh it's something that really stuck with me especially when uh, I was able to go to Vietnam with the choir uh, is, you know, in those homestays, uh, that's actually one of the big things for why I, uh, at one point in my life, uh, tried to do Duolingo every day. Oh, sure. yeah. uh, and I've since fell off and I keep meaning to go back. 
Uh, I still get the notifications from Duolingo when Sam Worley does 10 lessons in a day. Well, yeah. Like, okay. All right. Rub it in, dude. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But uh, just being in a different country where they spoke two languages, like the the children, uh, you know, grow up with Vietnamese and then are taught English as well as soon as, you know, like our equivalent of like kindergarten Mm -hmm. or uh, whatever it is. Um, uh, that made me kind of look at just our educational system oh, yeah. uh, and, and think of, you know, why don't we do that? Like we require two years of Spanish brownie. He's drinking out of the toilet. Sorry. <laughs> no, he, no. He walks in like what? what? What do you mean? This isn't my personalized fresh water bowl? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a dummy. <laughs> there, you're, he's not gonna know, but he's gonna get roasted online. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, sorry, I just heard. I was like, it sounds like he's drinking water, but it sounds too loud to be coming from downstairs. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what I what I was saying is, uh, like in most cases, I think in America we basically just or in the U.S. we basically just require. Like, oh, yeah, just do two years of Spanish in high school when it's, like, already too late to really build a foundation uh, to yeah. kind of be bilingual. I mean, I wouldn't say like it's that. too late to build a foundation, but it's no. certainly much harder. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 much easier to to build in those roots of understanding language when right. you're, you're still learning your first language, basically. Right, right, um, right. So that, that's, that's something that I found uh you know very motivating to try to excel my uh dual linguid language abilities mm-hmm. uh and have not excelled really like i still know yeah not a lot of german and not a well, lot of spanish well but... you know what you know what a good friend of ours would say what's that you lack intrinsic motivation <laughs> Right. Which friend are you talking about? I'm talking about a mentor friend who is older than us. <laughs> is this something that you heard on tour? This may be something we heard on tour. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I'm I'm just as um, guilty of this. I mean, in all aspects of life, I think I also find myself in places where I wish I could do something and I know that I didn't put the time in. Uh, to be successful at doing that, and for instance, yeah, uh, for instance, the the languages, of course, right? Yeah, or learning to play the guitar, and really anything <laughs> that I've you know sort of set out to do, and now it's been two years, and I'm kind of like just dipping my toe in the water still. Uh, yeah, I think that's something I need to turn around, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that my friends, <clears throat> my my friends. <laughs> Uh, play a role in and uh, being the uh, swift kick in the butt in the right direction. The problem is, are when my friends <clears throat> are also lazy oh piece of sh- but. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call each other out, huh? Yeah. So, so, are you talking specifically about like keeping up with German, or you know, it? it I mean, yeah. I mean. It, I was able to have some understanding while I was there. Uh, but man, 
how cool would it have been if I actually knew more and was able to speak more fluently? I mean, I was able to order a beer because that's the one thing right. I remembered and it was fun to say. Yeah. But honestly, out, unless, um, so, and, and maybe we can start to reflect on this a little more in, in your uh, tours as well, but my favorite part of the trip, and again, this is to go back to the language stuff, my favorite part of the trips right after we just sing you know, for 45 minutes, we sing a whole set and emotions are just high and, and everyone's excited and we and exhausted because we just sang and we put so much of our um, just feeling into the music. Uh, we get to go out and then, and you know, talk with the audience. Like that's what we do. We finish up and then immediately we release and we go into the audience and we try to connect with them. And in many cases, uh, folks did were able to speak English, but there was a lot of nonverbal and just sort of nodding and smiling and sort of like a universal thank you, like uh, yeah, atmosphere in the air. Um, and sometimes you you wish you could be you could communicate with those folks. Um, at least that's what I felt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, and I think that that's kind of like two sides of it for me is, uh, one, just being able to communicate in those special moments. I mean, I think there is something to be said about how special it is to just have those nonverbals, uh, yes. when you're abroad, uh, and just talking to people that you don't know and don't speak the language, but it is also nice to be able to actually express your thanks in a way, uh, that isn't just hey cool thumbs up <laughs> uh and the other side is for me the motivation of i feel like a lazy american <laughs> well that's <laughs> I, true and like, you know what we so should behind. feel like that i don't i think there's sort we sort of brought up in many ways our society believe like allows us to believe that we aren't lazy and maybe we're not and there could be other factors leading to that but yeah but honestly if we do think deep down you know, we may, we, me and you, at least talking about ourselves, we have the time to learn this other language and we know we do, yeah. but we just don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's being hard on yourself, maybe, but honestly, it's not a priority. Yeah. At least, at least that's the way I like to categorize the things that I'm doing in my life. It's if, if it's a priority, I get it done. Work to pay the bills, obviously a priority. Seeing my friends, hanging out with them, obviously a priority. Now, yeah. do I have to reorganize that? I don't know. And maybe that changes with age. Maybe that changes as we mature and grow up and, and potentially have families and stuff like that. You know, who knows? Yeah, but things to sure. think about. Uh, and so uh, was there anything in your travels? You were abroad for longer than me because your trip was two weeks. And mine was yeah. just the, the week yeah. of spring break. Uh, was there anything... Uh, that you saw or did while you were abroad that made you, uh, think about like your own creative work or your job, uh, mm. and maybe inspired you in ways to do differently, maybe inspired you for the, some project or mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. of that sort. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, I don't know if I really, um, encountered anything job related i mean obviously sure. there were there were moments of 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 um just art and art creation and stuff which 
obviously is, you know, fun to internalize and, and be a part of, uh, to say that it's going to impact my work. I don't know if that's far fetched or maybe, maybe someday in the future, we're trying to create a, create a sketch or, or I'm trying to do something with, you know, storytelling and an event or, or a memory pops up from this trip that somehow weaves itself into whatever I'm making. I mean, that would be super neat. Right, I could totally yeah. see that the the sort of traditional German foods and the beer and the music and the and the stuff that we experienced on this trip could certainly play into any of the work that I do. We, you know, in previous episodes, and I truly believe this, our lived experiences not not dictate but definitely influence the stuff that we create. So, literally, any day, any time during the day that we experience something that has the potential to influence or impact, you know, the stuff that we're creating. Yeah. And so if you think that way, that's sort of like a holistic thing. Yeah. Two weeks, two weeks of experiences, two weeks of, you know, trying to communicate with people in another culture and another language, two weeks of eating this fantastic food. That's just different and eating bread every day and cold cuts <laughs> in the morning and cheese. I definitely and, remember right? that. And, 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 and literally, um, you know, starting your day off with a, a grossa, a, a beer, like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 I'd love to find a way that that influences my work. And, and maybe I just sort of talked myself into a circle, but I believe that it may in the future, uh, especially if we team up to try to create something, I can say, Hey, this is what I experienced. Let's, let's try to create a character who, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Embodies that. Oh, I don't Drinks know. beer. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on, brother. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, one thing that, that does, you know, ring true for me as well. I think a big part is just if I'm trying to think of a character or a script or something, sometimes, well, not sometimes, most of the time, I, you know, get into my own head of, do I actually have anything interesting to say? I can't think of any ideas of what's an interesting story. Right. Uh, but sometimes just being able to go abroad and get into not hijinks, but just like different situations where you are out of your normal routine or out of your comfort zone uh-huh. uh, that you can or I can at least take back and, and think, OK, so this is something that I can incorporate in a script like like this weird story of something that happened when we went out to dinner this mm-hmm. one night in uh i'm trying to think of a place in scotland that is in glasgow uh inverness that's the well, one that i'm thinking of uh like just is something weird that happened then and uh being able to draw different story beats or inspirations yeah. from from those and yeah i agree with that and it also doesn't even have to be direct correlation or, or directly what you experienced uh, or, or this yeah. or it could be even more so like a, a micro level like do you know how you feel after you get off of a plane and then get on a ferry and then get on a bus do you know exhaustion do you know what that feels <laughs> yeah. like and then taking that feeling that you experienced and somehow being able to put words to it now because you know what 48 hours of nonstop travel feels like. 
and then and then you put that to words and to emotion and and now you have a character who who can embody that feeling that you had and the reader or the person watching it can understand or reflect with it if they have also had that experience so like those are the cool things that i like to nitpick and like pull away and it you know like i said it's who knows if it actually helps out but you could think it does yeah i mean even you just reminding me of that experience of you know 48 hours of travel straight on land air and sea (laughs) like even that just makes me think oh that would be a fun episode is if right. this character like of a show uh has to travel from here to here and just seeing the delirium that ensues the further that you go on and after so many like gate changes and ferry yeah. rides and windowless rooms and stuff uh yeah like even that just not even having it take place in the location that I'm pulling from, like it doesn't have to be from Scotland. Right. It can just, you know, help me draw from those experiences uh, and the, the weird stuff that happens that isn't, you know, the day to day monotony for lack of a better word, sure. I guess of, you know, going to work nine to five, go home, uh, pretend like I'm going to write, but then play video games instead uh-huh. and then watch Obi-Wan with Harry and, yeah. and all that. Uh, which is also fine. It's okay if you do that. I do that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you still have these experiences to, to draw from. Mm-hmm. I might be rambling on the same point, but I, I think well, it's it's cool to have these experiences to uh, influence uh, stories that I am able to tell uh, and feel authentic in telling. Yeah, and I think uh, even just jotting them down, those memories or not even memories at this point, just reflecting on your travel and, and, and writing down those different moments, noting them is so important. Uh, the only reason I I say that is because in my own life, uh, you know, I could, I can kind of talk about my study abroad four years ago in Germany or, or any of my previous tours and stuff, previous travel. I can talk about it, but, uh, but I can't pick out the nuanced experiences that I would have that I would have had. I can't remember those things. I was, I was reading through one of my um, journal notebook things. I kind of meshed the two together. At least I have sure. for the past couple of years, Sam Worley style. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't know what I mean, meet the man, and then you'll understand it. Um, but. <laughs> I was reading through one as I was cleaning up. You know how it is. You clean something and you find something and you procrastinate more and then you start reading or whatever. And I was looking through it and in that notebook was my uh, my my trip to travel back home from where I was. And I remember jotting it down not only so that I would remember it uh, but and, and get all the trams and the trains and the buses – at the right time, but also to remember to reflect on the fact that I was able to do this in another country, in another language, uh, and be completely comfortable with it after five, six, seven months yeah. of being abroad. And and so I, when I was looking back on it, I was like, here's a, I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning, uh, take a tram to uh, a station, take a bus to the central station, take a train from that central station to another one to take a, a larger train to get to the to the airport and then from the airport take one of their 
trains, uh, trams to get to the your terminal, and then the flight, and then another flight, right? And and yeah. I had it all written down, and I'm looking back, and I'm like, wow, I'm proud of myself because here I am, still here, like yeah. <laughs> I did it. And this was four I'm years ago. I'm not ago. still stuck in the airport. Right? This was four years ago or whatever, five years ago, whenever it was. And 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 not once did I ever in those four years remember that or reflect on that or or even, you know, try to somehow put that into any of the work that I do. And that's just like yeah. one very brief, easy example. Um, but I think writing stuff down, documenting it, even bullet points just awakens your mind every time you see it it's, it's like our hidden memories like that's a really weird thing but it's i think it's so true when we find something we see something we smell something any of our senses will pull back like bring back memories to the forefront and i think that's super cool yeah for sure well i know you have limited time is yeah. there anything else that you want to add before we get into definitely not procrastinating Oh, I feel like I talked a lot. Was there anything you wanted to add? <laughs> no, I mean that that I, I think it's just nice to reflect back on these things and, and you know, be able to use them uh and think of these, you know, trips more than just the two weeks uh that we have. Because uh, it's one thing to, you know, take a bunch of pictures and put it yeah. on Instagram and yeah. then it's done forever, but it's another to, you know, really reflect on them and see what you can take away. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Super cool. cool. Super cool. All right. Well, it's a shorter episode, but, uh, what have you been watching, reading, doing, playing, whatever? Yeah. So, um, I can't remember if I've talked about this, so I'll talk about it anyways. Uh, <laughs> since moving here to my, to my house, uh, in state college, I have uh, met and sort of cultivated a really cool um, friendship relationship. I guess friendship is the right word with my neighbor who's uh, going to be turning 90 uh, here shortly. Mm. So an elderly neighbor right across from the back of our yard. And um, he, as I, as I became, as I met him and, and talked with him more, uh, uh, he's an avid fly fisherman. Okay. And this mm. was, this fly fishing is, been something I've only done it once in Montana with my sister and brother-in-law uh, which was amazing by the way but it's like it's it's kind of something that you have to practice and get good at uh, and it doesn't usually just come naturally but uh, so he's telling me about his time fly fishing and how he was thinking about giving it up as he was turning 90 and you know it was going to be difficult for him to go out by himself and uh, and I said I, I'd, I'd love for you to teach me I want you to let me know like can you do you have the time? Do you have the energy? Are you willing? And and then I saw a little sparkle in the eye and I knew, oh yes, this is going to be awesome. And so the past couple of months, um, you know, I've been meeting him in the backyard. He's given me fly fishing, casting lessons, basically. I'm just sort of gleaning as much as I can from it. And, you know, we get some social hour, we get to hang out. And uh, so, so I've gotten really kind of into it. I've started reading more books on, on fly fishing and uh, starting to learn how to tie the flies and, you know, try to keep perfecting that cast. And, um, mm. and so that's kind of what, what's been sort of my, my go-to. And the reason I enjoy it so much is that it, it's capturing my attention much like a good Netflix show would capture my attention. <laughs> and that's great because standing outside chatting 
having a good time while learning a really cool skill that you can do, I guess, into your early 90s is something that just is so fascinating to me. And so I'm really excited to see where this goes. And I'm really grateful for that friendship that that I have with, with neighbors. So if I have anything to add to that, check out who your neighbors are. They could be some pretty cool people. Pretty cool people. Mm. So that's sure. mine. What about you, Hayes? Nice. What about you, Jacob? Uh, well, there's plenty of stuff to watch right now, uh-huh. but none of it is over, so I'm I'm not going to talk about it yet. Okay. Uh, but uh, something I I was able to go back to uh my homeland of Ohio uh for a few days. Uh, it was actually kind of a bummer. We we were supposed to go to a crew game. Uh, uh, me, yeah. my dad, yeah, and yeah. Uh, my brother and sister in law. I was supposed to go to a Columbus crew soccer game, uh, and we were there, uh, but then there were thunderstorms for like four hours, and so it got delayed, and we weren't able to actually see it. Not cool. Uh, Not cool. And then they did end up playing once we got back home, oh. like uh, later, and then they lost. Um, but it was still nice to, to go out there and just bring Brownie out to meet my parents, yeah. and my mom had a great time watching him uh, while we were out at the game. Uh, but my dad actually showed me uh, a band that uh, oh. uh, I'm really digging. Uh, okay. And so it, they are a uh, like a pop soul, like funk band okay. called Lawrence. Uh, Did you and say so, Lawrence? Lawrence. Uh, okay. L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. Ooh, oh, oh, like okay. the name. The, yeah, the yeah, name yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. Uh, just with a W, not a U. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, I think so. The name Lawrence comes from uh, the two kind of lead band people, uh, our brother and sister, uh, and then uh, it's eight people total, I think, uh, who are in the band. And yeah, there's just some great songs. You might have actually heard one of them. Uh, their probably biggest song right now is called uh, Don't Lose Sight. Uh, and it's actually been like kind of going everywhere. It's on ads. Like when my dad played it for me, I was like, wait, this is the song from like the Microsoft surface commercial or something. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, but yeah, there's, there's some good stuff in there. I I've been listening to their most recent album. I think it's called hotel TV a lot. Okay. Sorry. I thought he was drinking from the toilet again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Lawrence, it's it's good stuff. Uh, I, I highly recommend. Maybe I know you're going out to the beach for a, yeah. a week. Maybe it's some good driving out there. That's music. absolutely what I'm going to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's mine. Cool. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Well, I'm glad that we were able to uh, take this time to, yeah. to chat uh hopefully we'll be back next week or uh i might be doing a special episode yeah uh but yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out there will not be a huge break i shouldn't be promising this but there will be an episode next friday i guarantee it (laughs) good good uh yeah (laughs) see now you can direct all your hate to me when it doesn't happen (laughs) that's fun that's good well jacob it's always a pleasure it's always a pleasure catching up you know yeah Doing the podcast is, is a great way for us to keep in touch. Even though we're only 45 minutes away, it's still it's still good. Yeah. So um, renewed energy and, yeah. uh, and, and good stuff. So I guess we'll talk soon. Yeah. And we'll see, see everyone. See ya. Bye.
Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punch Deck. You can find both artists in the description for this episode, along with links to our social media. If you'd like to be part of the show, you can email your questions, topics, rainbow suggestions, and more to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.